2020 is a critical election year for the party. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. America will never be a socialist country. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. We are born free and we will stay free. Joining us today on 20 for 20, we have the great senator from Alaska, Dan Sullivan. Senator Sullivan, as we introduce you, I want to read some of these things because your background is incredible. You graduated magna cum laude from Harvard, completed the joint JD Foreign Service program at Georgetown, clerked on the DC Circuit, clerked on the famous Ninth Circuit. Infamous. The infamous <laughs> Ninth Circuit in the Alaska Supreme infamous. Court. You were an assistant secretary of state in the Bush administration under Condoleezza Rice. Yes. You joined the Marines after law school. You're a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves. Senator. That is a resume. I am overwhelmed. Kevin, first, thanks for uh, letting me be on the show. Well, we love glad, having you. Glad to be. Um, here. Glad to be. I spent here. a lot of time in Alaska yep. in 2014. Yes. And listen, did. I don't play favorites. All you guys in the Bear Den are like, the Bear are like Den my is children. A great group. I love you guys. Me too. I but love Senator them all. Sullivan's one of my favorites. Absolutely. <laughs> I just want the record to show. Absolutely. Uh, listen, well, you and I have something in common. Um, the big hashtag girl dad is going girl around dad. now in oh. life. Kobe uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, uh, death, and uh, so everyone's sharing their like girl dad stories oh, and wow. stuff. Like, because Kobe had four daughters, yeah, and so three daughters, beautiful, uh, wonderful, how, smart daughters. How old are they? And talk about uh, talk about your family. Have, so talk about your family writ large, just a little bit. So, so I have uh, three daughters: twenty-three-year-old, twenty-year, twenty-one-year-old, and a. Actually, as of today, a 19-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Happy yeah. birthday. And uh, a wonderful, beautiful wife, my wife, Julie. We just uh, celebrated our 25th wedding wow. anniversary last, Congratulations. Um, last August. So, yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm definitely what I what I call myself is a ballet dad. How's your ponytail game? Can you do a good ponytail on your daughters? No. No, I don't, I'm yeah, not. I'm. A, I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really. It's embarrassing. The, uh, I see ponytail, and you know, I just kind of. And one um, of your daughters went to Stanford, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so they're smart, beautiful. I'm from the uh, Stanford area, so are you? I'm very okay. partial to it. Yeah, not oh, smart love, enough uh, to get in, Stanford like football, your daughter, but, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm very blessed. I'll, I'll just, you know, we compromise, right? Yep, Over the holidays, absolutely. we had, we had a couple movie nights. Yep. Right? So uh, one night, I got to choose my movie. Very nice of them. Midway. Midway. <laughs> if Excellent. you haven't seen Midway, I have not. You really should go see Midway. Heard good things. It's all. It's super historic. Really, really historically accurate, and um, it's about Pearl Harbor. It's about the ba Battle of Midway, which was probably the most important naval battle in American history. Right. It turned the tide in World War II. Certainly in the war in the Pacific, but it just gives you a sense of the uh, of the heroism of our naval aviators and men and women in the Naval Service, Marine Corps, Navy. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, I can't Heard believe it. It, it. it didn't get great reviews or anything, but it, in, in Alaska, was very popular. <laughs> and then so I took them to Midway. By the that way, they all choice. loved it. That was my choice. And then... Uh, and then we went to see Little Women. Well, there it is. Little Women. That was the girls. What did my you think of it? I thought it was actually quite good. I yeah. think they did a really nice it was job. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you saw it, man. Great. I did see it. By the way, little, tri little trivia here. Do you know that of the four Little Women uh, actresses, none of them were American? They I did weren't. not know that. None they of weren't. them were American. So that when you hear them like talk about the movie, just when they're talking about it, they're British. Irish. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they have these real. Saoirse Ronan is yeah. Irish. Yeah. Real Emma thick, Watson, real who's thick, uh, Hermione. Accents, but yeah. they did a great job. So they were it was, fantastic. It was a good compromise. My daughters and wife loved Midway, and 
and I became a little women fan. That but that's hey, Excellent. when you have three daughters and a wonderful, incredible wife, you. You're, you compromise. Side. You're I'm a modern man. Wise, right? I'm a modern man. <laughs> had you seen the a original? Colonel in the Marines with three girls. <laughs> yeah. Had you seen the original? No, I had not seen the original. My daughters, uh, they really liked that. Uh, there was like a debate in my family if the original was better than this one. Yeah. It's kind of I haven't seen it either. So I heard it was pretty good. I guess I mean, we, I both, we both it. have to do that. Yeah, you're going to have to go back and then you're going to have to report back in the yeah. next episode of uh, yeah. 20 for 20 <laughs> how the original compared to the I'll new one. Yep. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. I would like to. As long as there's that. a good war movie yeah. to <laughs> couple it with, right? Yep. You know, talk a little. One of the things that's awesome about Alaska. So when I, I'm from Minnesota, I'm kind of a uh, city boy. But when I was up there, one of the places I had to go was the northernmost Tasty Freeze, uh, where selling ice cream to Eskimos is not a joke. It's a way of life is what their tagline is. And I was driving down the highway there right outside Anchorage, and uh, I was eating my Tasty Freeze, and there was a giant moose on the side of the road. And I screamed like a little girl. I mean, Sarah Morgan, our political director, she's like, why are you screaming? Like, do you see that moose right there? She's like, I do, but whatever. It is a... It, but it is for the uninitiated. Talk, try to put in t- context for people. Alaska, because everyone says their states are different. Alaska is yeah. different. We're very different. Yeah. Look, I love Alaska. It's just got so much that, you know, the way I like to talk about when you look at the lower 48, it's kind of civilization, and you'll see pockets of wilderness, mm-hmm. right? Alaska is the flip side of right. that. It's of wilderness. Right. It's gigantic, incredible untamed wilderness with pockets of civilization yeah right and so the you know the common you know seeing a moose even in anchorage or bear or um you know all kinds of wildlife it's just a very common occurrence and just the um the rugged raw beauty of the state is just something that's remarkable and the people are of course very tough and mm-hmm. very resilient and um, uh, have a really good sense of love of country, patriotism. You know, we have more veterans per capita than any state in the country. But, you know, my wife tells a story when she was a young girl growing up in Fairbanks that they would cancel outdoor recess at 30 below. Right? <laughs> 30 below. It's quite a threshold. Below. So it's just, you know, and we had... We've had a very cold winter throughout this winter in in the interior in Anchorage, mm-hmm. but you know there was places about a month month and a half ago that were 65 below zero. Wow! That's and I did a speech on the Senate floor and I said we just checked. That's actually colder than the surface of Mars right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's, That's amazing. so. But the other thing about Alaska that people Miss, of course, it's big, and I don't want to embarrass my Texas uh, senators, but you know, I do frequently tell the joke that, well, it's actually true. It's not even a joke that if you split Alaska in half, then Texas would be the third largest state in the country. <laughs> well, that's you know, I was going down, I was going down and campaigning for my good buddy Ted Cruz uh, in in uh, uh, in 2018, yep. and uh, was warming up the crowd. And my mom was actually born and raised in Dallas, and um, Unfortunately, I lost my mom last year, so it's very sad to me. Yeah, but she was, a, she was a proud Texan. And I told her, you know, Mom, I'm going to warm up the crowd down in Texas. I'm helping out Ted Cruz, and I'm going to tell him that joke, the one I just told him. Yeah. <laughs> she paused, and she's like, honey, 
I don't think they're going to think that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I told the joke anyways. Yeah, right? and, and, and then Ted was like, what the hell are you doing to me, man? You're killing me. So, but here's the, the, here's the thing, though. It's not just the size, right? This is the thing that's really amazing. It's the literally the continental-wide expanse. So Ketchikan, one of our southernmost communities in the southeast, would be hitting, like, top of Florida. Okay. Uchiavik, also known as Barrow, is the northernmost community in Alaska. That would be hitting top of North Dakota. Wow. Kind of almost into That's Canada. Huge. And actually, the Aleutian Island chain goes actually so far out that it's uh, it crosses the international date line. So wow. that's much further west than than Hawaii. That's yeah. So Alaska is actually the northernmost, westernmost, easternmost <laughs> state. And wow. you know, I've said that before, and Susan Collins gets a little bit, she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. I'm the easternmost. I'm like, well, the Aleutian Islands actually cross the international date line. Wow. That's amazing. So that's into tomorrow. That's incredible. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, so that's the thing that's really, I mean, it's not just two and a half times the size of Texas. It's actually, the expanse is literally covers the entire continental United States. One thing that you are known for is this, is representing Alaska in a way that people in Washington can get a much better idea of what you see when you're back home. And one of the ways that you do that is your Alaskan of the week, yes. which reporters on Capitol Hill set their clocks by it. <laughs> they know it's coming. How did this get started and sort of what was your inspiration for that? You know, it was just an idea that we picked up. So the Alaskan of the week is a speech I give usually Thursday afternoon, usually it's the last speech of the day, or mm -hmm. one of them, for the Senate's work week. And so I think the reporters on the Hill <laughs> kind of like it because it's calling the, you know, yep. it's kind of the right. it's closing siren. time. It's yeah. closing <laughs> time. They're getting ready to go to the, the, the pub after hearing it. But the idea was um, to highlight an Alaskan who is doing something that uh, is positive maybe just for their community or for their state, for our state or for the country or maybe a combination. But usually, not always, but usually somebody who has not really been highlighted, mm -hmm. who's not really been maybe recognized the way they should. Right. And so we just started doing it, gosh, now about four or five years ago. Um, and I pretty much do it every week. We're, we're actually going to put a book out on this. That's awesome. Because my one of my speech, well, Amanda Coyne uh, is my speech writer and counselor. She's a great member of my team. She's a really gifted writer. Mm -hmm. And the Alaska of the Week speeches that she really cranks on every week are really well done. Yeah. And they right. just give a sense of the heart and soul of the state and the people. And what I, I like that. to do when I'm, when I'm describing the... Um, the uh, Alaskan of the week, I'll start it by kind of just describing what's going on in Alaska. Mm -hmm. The weather, whether it's the Iditarod happening or the midnight sun or 60 below zero, and, the, and just give a sense of what's happening. And of course, I always invite people to visit because right. that's a big part of yep. our state, tourism. And the pages... It's commonly known the pages in the Senate find this the best speech of the week. Right? <laughs> I believe that. And I will tell you, I had a really funny one. I described this. It was recent. So this, like, my first one, I think, was about a librarian mm -hmm. in a relatively small community who's been a librarian for 40 years. Wow. Right? And so, you know what? 
she she deserved to be recognized Absolutely. in a speech on the Senate floor. Not just a statement for the record, but a speech. Turn on C-SPAN, watch it. So we've had veterans, of course. You know, we had this great Alaska Native veteran who was uh, oh, what they call in the military a plank holder. That means the first member of a unit. He was the first member of SEAL Team 1. Wow. Stood up by John F. Kennedy, three tours in Vietnam, trained like 300 SEALs, trained 58 astronauts, including Neil Armstrong and wow. Buzz Aldrin. I mean, this is one just yeah. a great guy. And then went back to his home, became mayor, and unfortunately recently passed away. Um, but I'll tell you, I did in Alaska the week about five or six weeks ago. I described this great guy. He just turned 90, this epic life in Alaska, married this beautiful Alaska Native woman. They, she was a great leader, and uh, they had three daughters, and the daughters became great leaders. And at the very end of the speech, I said, and one more thing about this guy, uh, another reason I think he's great. He's my father-in-law, oh, right? That's awesome. And oh, his name is great. Bud Fate. And at the end, I went down, and those pages came up, and they're like, Senator Sullivan. They're like, great plot twist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a real twist. <laughs> Which kind of so sets they were listening, right? right. So that's it beautiful. Was, uh, so, yeah, I do that. It's fun. And it, and people um, back home deserve it. And yep. then what we found is kind of funny is the – you know, the reporters here, maybe they're bored, but who the heck knows? I don't think but, they are. But yeah. they, lo- they kind of love it. I think they, they enjoy track it. it. No, As a matter of fact, good. even during the impeachment, they're like, you know what I'm really – I literally walked by all, you know, the hordes of reporters. Senator, you know what I'm really missing right now? I'm like, I have no idea what. <laughs> and they're like, the Alaskan of the week. <laughs> Absolutely. We had to call it off for a couple of weeks. I get but it. We'll be, we'll, we're back at it. Yeah. You set us up really nicely because we want to know more about how you met your wife. We've mm. heard incredible things about her. The other senators all rave about how wonderful she is. Your mm. better half. Tell wow. us how you guys met. Well, look, that's my wife, Julie, who's uh, Alaska native. So, you know, she likes to remind me her family's been in the state for about 10,000 years. And, <laughs> um, but we actually we went to college together, but we didn't know each other. Oh. And then I was going to uh, Georgetown here in D.C. for law school, and my wife was working for Senator Ted Stevens. And we the had legendary a, Ted a legendary Stevens. Ted Stevens. Excellent. And so uh, we had a literally a mutual college friend who ended up being in our wedding in Fairbanks. Uh, just set a group of – invited a bunch of people to dinner. Mm-hmm. And um, – purposely sat the two of us next to each other. It's a good friend. That is a good, good friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. And bam, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> bam. That was it. Next day I was like She's the one. She's the one. Yeah. That was it. Literally. Awesome. Good call. Uh, it was a good call. I'm like stupid in many ways, but not in that regard. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Have you ever taken her bowling? It. So oh I've taken her bowling. Okay. Yeah. So I used to bowl a lot. I haven't bowled in a while, but um you know, the this what is were your a, prime bowling years. This is college. No, no, like, this is more kind of grade school. I was more oh, when you're younger. grade school, yeah, yeah. junior high. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, I was more of a football player in sure. high school. Uh-huh. Uh but um but I always kept bowling, you know, my dad liked the bowl. He was kinda old fashioned and yeah. like a bowling league and everything and and uh, but I did roll a I did roll a two eighty seven once. Wow, that's my, that is my that's my claim. To, that's my claim that's to fame. Big, that's should, a score. Was, yeah, you know I was in the tenth frame. Wow, with all strikes. That and then I something. choked on the uh, second 
the second uh, to last ball. Devastating. But, yeah. What'd so, you get in that second to last ball? So it had to be like. Well, let's a, see. I, don't, like I can't a, do the math, yeah, but a 287 is, you know, you got to get a turkey yeah, in the, the tenth, one, right? Yeah, so yeah. Right. I, uh, I blew it in the tenth. Oh my but, god. But you know, hey. It's to me. Pretty, it's I, I mean, I probably never pulled an 87. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think uh, I scratched 120 you know, one time. I'm taking my white bowling. Yeah. And was, my daughters, right? Actually, you take yeah. them bowling, but, you know, it, uh, it's not as – although bowling's actually becoming a little bit I think it's coming these, back. I mean, it's yeah, a, with yeah. these kind of hip lanes yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can drink yeah. like I like the old yeah. school, like, Miller High Life, champagne of beers, like, stinks. Like, you're probably going to get fungus on your toes. Yeah, that's okay. Classic. That's right. You're also obviously uh, through the Marines and also just through your, your life. Physical fitness is a big thing to you. Yeah, I have a pull-up bar in my oh. house. A very <laughs> sturdy, uh, good pull-up sure, bar. And the reason I have a uh, the yep. reason I have a pull-up bar <laughs> yeah. in my office. So you know, I got promoted uh, about two years ago now in uh, as a I'm a colonel, full colonel so, yes. in, the Marine, in the Marine Corps. Yes, so yep. um, you know, and in a Marine in the Marine Corps, being a colonel is is uh, well, certainly to me is a big deal. Right? <laughs> I remember the first full colonel I met, and yep. I was like shaking in my boots. Right? <laughs> he was my regimental commander, um, and uh, so you know the Marines have a great Senate liaison team, and I I was informed by them that hey, Senator Sullivan, you, you we want to give you a heads up on some good news. This selection board, the Colonel Selection Board, you got selected, right? So you learn you get selected, you pin on Colonel later. I was like, wow, that's great. And they said, um, and we got a little gift for you uh, as part of your um, selection to full colonel. I'm like, wow, what is it? And, uh, you know, it was another colonel who was in my office, and he all of a sudden I hear him like, bring in the gift, Marines. <laughs> and there was a couple, <laughs> there was a couple Lance Corporals who brought this very big, very sturdy pull-up bar. Wow. And they said, but, like, here's the, here's the punchline, right? They're like, sir, we're proud of you getting promoted colonel, but to be honest, you're looking a little weak. <laughs> oh, no. Senate making and, me you soft? Know, and you, exactly. This oh. is not conducive for <laughs> the Senate height. Senate bean soup. This is, is uh, height with a height weight standard <laughs> well, in the Marine Corps and the physical fitness test. you got right. to take them every six months. So they said, you're looking a little weak, particularly on the pull-ups. <laughs> we think that, with all due respect, you need to sit in your office. With all so, due respect, you're uh, doing a lot of work there. I wow. left it in my office, and, you know, I will get on it occasionally. <laughs> and, it's got, and it's got full bird kernel. Uh, oh, the nice. full bird yeah. uh, insignias on it, too. So Matt talked nice. about a lot of the things that you've done in your life, and you've done a lot of interesting stuff. Where in the pantheon of all the things you've accomplished does pardoning a crab come into play? <laughs> like, is it, that, like most proud, kind of <laughs> medium proud. Pretty up there. Doesn't really, right? It's pretty what up there. the circumstances there? under which So I was on Kodiak crab? Island. What does crab do? Kodiak Island. <laughs> so anyways, they have what's called a... Kodiak Crab Fest, mm -hmm. and it's a really fun festival. And uh, last year we started a tradition that you know how like the president um, pardons a turkey sure. uh, at uh, at Thanksgiving. So we decided that you know, kind of keeping the tradition and the honor of honoring crab, king crab, right? That um, that I would pardon. A crab and not it. let it go on somebody's plate. That's beautiful. But nice. keep it, it in beautiful. a local yeah. aquarium for 
forever. I bet That's the local neat. salmon are pretty upset about that. Well, <laughs> but like, what about us, Senator? It, it, <laughs> so we even fine. named the sh- we even named the crab. His name was Sheldon, and Very nice. pretty big. Yeah, good. And we pardoned him. There was several, several law enforcement officers there. Yep. To witness. So this, this. was official. Yeah, this was very not official. joking around. It was the uh, inaugural pardoning of a crab at Crab Fest. That's so we, uh, I'm really glad I was able to do that. I felt, in a way, very just. It's really <laughs> it had to, you had to go home and feel like you really accomplished something I that did. day. You did yeah, something you good that day. Saved a life, and I that's felt amazing. Quite good, and I'm yeah. sure Sheldon, he's still alive, right? So now. listen, yeah, we don't like to talk about politics very much, but you know, we like to give uh, all of our guests uh, a minute or so to talk about their race. And a lot of people, you know, we've talked about the, the beauty of Alaska, the uniqueness of Alaska, and uh, that extends to Alaskan politics as well. Why don't you talk to people about? Your race, where it's at, and uh, and and just kind of talk people through Alaska politics a little bit. You know, Alaskans want um, results out of their elected officials, and whether that's you know rebuilding our military after the previous administration, unleashing the promise of American energy. So I mentioned we have more veterans per capita, but Alaska Natives, which is almost twenty percent of the population wow. in my state. Mm-hmm. They serve at higher rates in the military wow. than any other ethnic group. It's incredible. It you is me- incredible. What I call it, what I call special yeah. patriotism. Yeah. But a lot of these guys, it's a long story, but they came home from Vietnam. They had this ability under law to apply for what was called an allotment. The uh, deadline for that allotment was uh, was canceled yeah. while they were serving their country yeah. wow. in a war that most that many American men were avoiding service. Right. And they came home not only were not treated well, but they couldn't apply for this allotment. So we, that took 40 years. We got that fixed. Mm-hmm. I've been the lead in the Senate on legislation to clean up our oceans, which really matters, I think, certainly to Alaska, but to the country, to the world, making good progress on a, a real challenging issue in Alaska, which is our high rates of domestic violence and sexual assault. Opening Anwar, I mean, it's a long list. Yep. We're going to run a race that's based on my record and a positive vision for the future. but. The Democrats getting in charge of Alaska will, of our country, will mean Alaska's being shut down economically. Second Amendment rights will be gutted. Military will be cut. I mean, all these things we're making progress on, uh, we will not be seeing that progress. So we're going to lay out that contrast. Liberal Democrats disguise themselves as so-called independents, but, you know, they're kissing Chuck Schumer's ring and yeah. bending the knee and uh, getting money from ActBlue and others, and that should alarm my constituents, and I think it does. And so we're going to fight hard, but we'll we'll need help. Alaskans won't be fooled, sir. They won't be fooled. They will not. They, they won't be not. fooled, and we have we'll have a strong record to run on. Well, and we are excited to be in the fight with you. you Thank do you. Incredible work. You're a fantastic it. senator. Thank you so much for you joining too, us Matt, on Kevin, Twenty. Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank Great you, to sir. be on the program. Thank you. 20 for 20 is paid for by the NRSC, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. NRSC.org. Thanks again for joining us on 20 for 20. Again, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Ricochet.com, and the Ricochet Network. Thanks again for being with us.